Shut up and sit down. Hey, what's going on, everybody? That's amazing that that froze. Uh, welcome, hey, welcome, no intro today. No intro. Welcome to episode 57 of the STS Guys. I am Jeremy. Hey, hey, it's Larry. Hey, guys, it's Nate. And I'm Scott. And we are the STS Guys, a weekly podcast where we sit around, shoot the shit, and talk about anything geeky, nerdy, and cool. Um, besides our weird intro freezing that, that like it's like weird like that's crazy yeah. i don't know why it's doing that. hey video um, frozen video Perfect frozen timing. um what's been going on with this week guys like i said we got we got we got everyone back together again so uh that makes me happy were we all in here last week again. no yeah where were we nate wasn't here yeah. last week no i was here <clears throat> really we were all here I yeah missed one in a while scott missed one a couple weeks ago but we've yeah, all been was... back for at least two weeks oh wait that last week was the week that i was in a terrible mood so yeah <laughs> yeah you were just you were just pissy you just forgot we're, within, within two now. minutes guys i'm in a terrible mood oh yeah we, oh yeah it was a good episode yeah it was it was a good episode so <laughs> what's been going on guys it has been an interesting week let's just put it that way we've had a decent amount of stuff go on this week yeah our weeks always tend to just be interesting random things happen we're gonna share it with you everyone it's a lot of fun yay so (laughs) i i just got back from an interesting trip to walmart what hey interesting in walmart we can lead with that right um so Oh, shout out. To, let's shout out the chat real yeah, quick. Yeah, let's so, shout out the chat. What's up, Matthews Nerdy Nation? Hi, Ian Doge. What's up, Nerdsmithing? And special shout out to a friend of the podcast, Drew. What's up, Drew? Drew. What's up, everybody? What is up, Drew? Hey. hey. So my trip to Walmart resulted in a Chase Batman Pez. What? Dang. And a chase hulk pez what oh wait super jelly right now i was gonna say not one but two double chase saturday it was awesome see i i was saying this before but larry you're you always have the the better luck because see you got two chase pezes and i watched a lady get arrested (laughs) for a shoplifting while at walmart so there's there's my luck at walmart it was interesting to say the least but uh not as fruitful as your trip. I feel yeah. like your I feel like yours is the more typical trip to Walmart. <laughs> right. um, I got lucky because Walmart's redoing. Well, I guess they're making an official like pop culture Funko section. Um, and I saw on the, I saw on Reddit that a few stores were redoing theirs today. So uh, I had to stop by, and they had a bunch of junk and some pop pezes with the two chases. So that's amazing. Or that is that is that is good like i said i the only time i've ever found two chases in the wild was the two crappy porgs uh, right so to find at two, the time that was still kind of cool that was at, at the time that was pretty epic but like i said two chase pezes larry i said i think you're officially now in the pez game like yeah I, I, oh, I, he's definitely in the pez wait, game. at what point was larry not in the pez yeah. game i know it was from the get-go 
I he I knew he was like, oh, I'm not gonna do these pezzas, but then you buy them continually. Yeah, and I I was the one who went around to all the targets to get that Captain Crunch pez for all of you guys too, right? I didn't right. hesitate. You guys are oh cool. If you find one, like you know maybe pick me up one. I went around that day to like three targets. Uh, yeah, I I think I've always been in the pez game, and it's just official now. Me and Pop Pez, it's a thing. So what what is your official Pop Pez count now? Um. I'm not sure. I'm gonna have to stand up real quick. <laughs> I, I I gotta know. Six only, I guess. Okay, that's 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 good. Seven that's if good you start. count. Seven if you count the double Stanleys. So. All right, so I'm up to eight now. I think. Oh I no, I'm missing one. I've got a bat, regular Batman that's not there. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you bought that that target that day. So. Yeah, I'm not sure where I put that one, but. Uh, so yeah, you are. He's around. You are officially in the Pop Pez game, my friend. I think I they are a little bit, right? Yeah, I got two. I've got two. I've got a Batman and a uh, Cap and Crunch. Yeah, and Batman's. I had to, I had to, I had to pick up the Bob Ross. That's like a, a, a standard for me. So you, you have the pop, so you have to have that to go along with it. Yeah, I got yeah. the, I got the, uh, the, the pop has, and then of course that that Captain Crunch that Larry bought for everybody. So I think it's uh, interesting that Walmart's kind of doing their own sort of pop section and i think they're going to have stranger things figures there too that are made by mcfarland's toys they did yeah they did and um possibly i don't know if they're going to do neca because target's got that but i wonder if it's in response to target's neca section which is also kind of a pop section too yeah see i don't think it 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 might be the neca thing but like target's always had that little section that's had like the stuff for nerds with like the harry potter and like pops and all that they've they've always had that section kind of around the movies that they've had and i think that this is just walmart's attempt to like consolidate their stuff which has always been just scattered throughout the store like let's make an area for it it's so much more hit or miss depending on which walmart you went to they never sucked their exclusives good like it was always a mess so i think it's i think it's overdue but I think they did use Target as an example, as like, hey, we, we should be like this. And check mm-hmm. out how successful Target's been. Check out how many exclusives Funko drops on Target since they set up that cool section. So I'm sure Walmart's like, ooh, ooh, me too. We're bigger than Target. We've got more stores. Like, we'll, we'll sell your Pop Pez. We'll sell right. Deadpool mystery minis. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. Because like you guys said, when I've been into a Walmart, it's kind of just strewn, strewn about. You know, there's stuff everywhere. So to have it a little bit more organized, I think makes a lot of sense and will help sell their product. No, but, I, it, but let's be honest here. I, I want to go with this. It is it. We are talking about Walmart, so they can set up a section all you want. It doesn't mean they're going to stock it. Like, I think the true. most it's going to be stocked is the day they open up that section officially. And then it's going to be downhill. Right. And then it's going to be all messy. There's going to be pops on the side you know, mystery minis that are ripped open. So people had to check to see what was in it. Like, yeah, it's. It's, it's going to be a mess really fast. Hopefully not. I think the difference is they're supposed to have like a vendor come in and stock it. Um, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe that guy will, will help keep it nice. But man, it, some Walmarts are crappy. I'm lucky that the Walmart that's near me is the nicest Walmart I've ever been to. So uh, fingers crossed. They've never really had pops, but they, they had a decent amount today. So hopefully it works out. Um, they had these pop pezzes. They had Thor. Uh, they had Bob Ross. The non-target exclusive Bob Ross got, so I don't know if you're interested in a dark blue base Bob oh, Ross. Oh, oh, oh. But, uh, I did see that one today, um, and then they had the Batman and Robins, and uh, just two Hulks, one Chase and one regular. So I probably should have thought about it a little more and picked up like the regular Hulk too. But 
I just grabbed the chases and got out of there because I had to come back and do my podcast. <laughs> so crazy. No, it's, um, it's 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 a cash grab. Like it's it's oh yeah. it's it's literally a cash grab because I I think that like I said that Target's seen some success with this. Walmart, like I said, is is, is a direct competition to that. Well, plus like I said, I think Walmart's also carrying those those loot crates in the store, which that actually tells you what's in the box on yeah. the front of the box. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's the all the surprise. old crap. Yeah, yeah it's true. the surprise box. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, Ian but and I you have an itemized list. It's not really a surprise at that point. Sorry. No. And Ian and I were looking at those because they had those last weekend already in our store. Um, and it's all the stuff from like two, three years ago when we had a steady loot crate subscription. I, I don't, I guess they just had a bunch left over in the warehouse. It's not even anything good. I think it was, the price was okay. I think it was 20 bucks, but. And speaking of price, um, you had said that those, that you the ones you got at Walmart were what three dollars and eighty eight cents. The Pez were three dollars and eighty eight cents. That's, That's a really cheap. great price. That's cheap. Yep. Yeah, and it's like the it's like Marvel Legends that way. And you know, Walmart's been doing this for a while, but Marvel Legends are always lower than everybody else. They're eighteen dollars and eighty eight cents. Yeah, and you know, with the Pez at three dollars and eighty eight cents, people are going to go to a Walmart first if they're after that. Yeah, That's absolutely. Smart. So hopefully, right, it's going to be good for all of us if uh, they can keep it well stocked, get some nice exclusives. Um, it's going to be a win-win. Yeah. No, I, cool. I, I think maybe, maybe I, they'll even get con exclusives and put them on the shelves. Like, I don't know, New York Comic-Con or San Diego Comic-Con. <laughs> Whoa, Larry. <laughs> the wow. segue, Larry. My the segue, segue was amazing. Such a great segue. I just love how Larry's like, and we're done with this topic. Moving on to the next one. Okay. And we're moving on. <laughs> well, hey, speaking real, of real, real quick, <laughs> real quick, can I, can I just mention something? Because like I said, you mentioned something about uh, like uh, McFarland and Stranger Things. Um, I read in the news like the other day, and I, and I, and I shared this with Nate. Um, so I think this is this will probably be a perfect place for these these toys too that are that are coming that are coming back up. McFarlane announced that, that he actually is redoing the line of movie maniacs and um twisted uh, tortured souls uh so if except if you collected mcfarland like figures back in like 2007 2008 uh he did this incredibly creepy line of figures called tortured souls and like so they were like the most grotesque looking figures that you could ever like lay your eyes on. Um, oh, they're so, amazing. Oh, they're, yeah. ama they're amazing. <laughs> I, very, I very detailed horror figures. They're pretty cool. So detailed. So like, so crazy detailed. So like I said, I'm hoping like I said with which each, each of these stores getting their own like specific section now that, Hey, you know what? It's going to be easier to find some of this stuff. Uh, so like that, if they do have some exclusives, like I said, you can, we'll be able to track those down. So that's kind of some exciting news coming out. No, yeah, they, I, I love the so, Tortured Souls. Just to go through, those were uh, those, uh, the, wasn't that a collaboration with Clive Barker, too? Yeah, some of them were Clive Barker. Uh, some of them uh, were, were, there were there were a couple other ones, too. Um, uh, like I said, but there was, it, they were just an amazing set. Like I said, they were, they were disgusting looking. <laughs> like they were, like, they were kind of like the most twisted thing. Like I said, like, why would you have this? And it was especially weird to see it, like in a Toys R Us. Because like I said, you'd be like a Power Ranger right here. Then oh yeah, you know some guy that has his stomach ripped open and his guts hanging out. Oh yeah, and he's having a baby that's like in acid and like. It's, like <laughs> I had yeah. the one that was like suspended by his like spinal cord over the like, the um have like a stand that you put him on. He'd be like hanging down with like an IV bag. Mm -hmm. Like it was the weirdest 
Yeah, and they're kind of like Set. they're sort of like mini statues because they're not super articulated. They can move a little bit, but it's really just about the detail. And it has kind of like a diorama that it sort of comes with. So it's like a whole scene. It's pretty Ooh, cool. Dioramas. Yeah. Pretty cool. All right. Segue. <laughs> you know, you know what else would be cool is if Walmart got San Diego Comic Con exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> nice tea. Uh, it there. lost his luster. No, I, I actually like it the second time. <laughs> <laughs> it's better it's and better. i'm sure with time they probably will yeah, yeah. So, so speaking of san diego pre-registration happened today what yeah it's the uh if you guys haven't uh heard it's the 50th year of san diego comic-con they're calling it their golden year um they said they're going to do something special but they haven't really revealed anything about what that's going to be but i think that's created a lot of hype for san diego comic-con this year and that was evident in pre-reg. Um, so Larry knows, uh, you know, I've tried to, I've been part of a buying group for the last few years, thanks to Larry. Um, and I was in that buying group today and I actually had, was pretty confident I was going to be walking away with what I wanted. Because uh, the last few years, I've not had any issues. Uh, but this year was a lot different. Um, within about 15 minutes, the preview night was sold out and you can only get preview night from getting a four day badge. So I knew that was a bad sign. About 15 minutes after that, uh, Friday and Saturday badges were sold out. I was trying to get Thursday and Friday. And so I was already starting to get discouraged. I'm like, holy crap, these are going really fast. Um, long story short, by the end of it, all I ended up with was one Thursday badge. So I'm at least happy I got that. But it uh, makes me a little worried to see what I'm going to get in open because that's going to be even more chaotic. Yeah. So... It's weird that this year it seemed like that thing sold out way quicker than prior years. Yeah, like it, it from the text that you sent, like it went from like zero to nothing, like like I said, within 15, 20 minutes, like that mm -hmm. whole thing was done. Um, so I, I wonder, like, I know it's the we had talked about it maybe being the 50 year, but it, like, is do you think that's what's driving that, or is there something else that we think might? be causing that to to go down like go so quick so yeah. I, I didn't i didn't read much on twitter um but i i did see other people with the same sentiments that nate had right that uh they're like hey this seemed to go really really fast this year like for the first time in forever no one in my group got anything you know i saw a bunch of very similar messages um which like nate said isn't typical for uh pre-reg normally in pre-reg like Nate and I were in the same buying group. I think the first time that I was in it was 2015. So we're going on several years. And like almost every year, actually, no, take that back. Every year, everybody got something. Even if it was just like a Sunday badge or, or a Thursday badge, everybody got something. And it sounds like this year, totally not the case. So I'm all for the, you know, 50th anniversary hype train. Um, but, but again, without doing any research on this, I actually feel like uh, maybe the they limited the amount of badges available during returning reg um and saving more for open reg right so returning reg is the first wave or anyone who went last year gets a, uh, gets first dibs at trying to go again for next year i know that's always been kind of a pain point for the people who aren't able to get tickets like they'd complain and be like hey this isn't fair this isn't fair I, I like we'll probably never know for sure but because nate and everyone else is saying it sold out a lot faster than the previous years there's only one way that works right the system is the system the spinning blue circle is the same spinning blue circle that we've all stared at for years. The only difference is if they change that back end quantity that we can't see. I, I almost like I'd almost bet money that 
um, you know, whatever that allocation was for today was a lot less than the past couple of years. So, uh, so question would, from the chat. So, uh, so Brian says, do they do it by a lottery system? So it's kind of like a lottery system, I guess, but you don't really get, it's sort of like you have to be in a waiting room, what an hour in advance usually. Um, and then it starts. So like Larry said, you've got this blue circle that you're basically staring at the whole time. And there's a yellow banner that will update with random information like, Hey, if you're in a buying group, make sure to do this. Or, hey, now Wednesday night's sold out. Um, so you never really know if you're going to get in or not. So you have to just kind of be sitting at your computer the whole time. And then all of a sudden, hopefully you get into a buying room. But uh, it's completely random. There's really no indication whether or not you're going to get in. Yep, Completely random. And you don't know your place in line. So like Nate said, you just kind of sit there blindly until tickets sell out. If you're in a group, you know, I think our group has like, 20 or 30 people or something. So you're in there, you're, you're in, you're in the chat with them. Um, but if you're just there by yourself, you really have no idea what's going on. Like I used to bring up Twitter on my phone too, right? Everybody tweets out, Hey, I got badges or they start complaining like, Oh my God, I'm not going to get badges. Like there's ways to communicate with each other, but really you're just kind of there in isolation hoping. And then all of a sudden the thing's over and you're either got lucky or you're struck out and it's it's that fast and like like nate said you really don't know what's going on well and that it seems like that's even with like general like if you don't get tickets now guess what and then what is it like a, a month and a half or so here you're gonna do it again yeah, like, yeah. You know, well, that, and it's even worse because it's rather than the hundred and fifty thousand people or whatever that went last year trying to go back again this year you've got unlimited amounts of you people have the world trying to go you have the world yeah. Yeah. The world. Yeah. The world. Well, and Larry, you, you said uh, that you think they might have limited badge count for pre-reg. And I think you're probably onto something there because the fact that it is the 50th year and it is the golden year, I think they're trying to get new attendees to come. Yeah. And like we've talked about already, the pre-registration system sort of discourages some people like, okay, well, now it's going to be even harder for me because they've got all these pre-reg people already buying tickets when they were already there the year before. Yeah. But uh, and the year be... before, and some of them the year before that, and the year before that, and the year before that. True. I, like again, um, it benefited me because I got tickets a couple times during pre-reg. It's benefited Nate in the past. Like it's all good if you're on the good end, but if you're on the outside, like trying to get badges and you can't get them, I, I get that argument. I totally, I totally get that. It's not super fair, but yeah, I kind of had PTSD because this felt like before <laughs> the buying group days where I'm just yeah. waiting by myself, like oh please. Please get me in. I actually felt really confident when it started. But after about 15, 20 minutes, I started really losing confidence. That's fast. when you got the kick Holy in the nuts. <laughs> you got the kick it in the nuts. Like, it's like, you know, nope. It's the most yeah. stressful like hour ever. And this yeah, is the, it, second it the second year in a row, I haven't done it. And I really don't miss that because it stressed me out. Oh, you're so right, man. It, it's like the worst hour because you're just hoping. And you're like, oh, what, what am I going to do if I don't get tickets? What am I going to yeah. do? And then now I'm thinking about crap. Now I'm gonna have to fight the masses in Open Ridge. All Just from hoping. someone who said they didn't want to go. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and, and it's like I said, you're gonna have to fight that mass of people just for the, you know, off chance that you are the lucky one to get in on that. Like, yeah, you never know. But yeah. at least the at least you got a Thursday badge. So I think we're okay with saying the SDS guys are. 90% sure going to Comic-Con. Yeah. We're going, even if it might be for a day. Yeah. At least one at least one of us will go to Comic-Con. Right? You still got to decide or, if it's worth it to go for a or day. Or more. We're probably... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, if it was any other day other than Thursday, I probably wouldn't go. But since it is opening day, it makes me more encouraged to do it. Yeah. Like if you got a Sunday, I, I it, it would be hard to say, yeah, let's go for just Sunday. But Thursday's good, right? You can hang out, maybe ha- hang around San Diego on Friday and still head back on Saturday. Like it'll be, it'll be cool. Uh, I know that Jeremy and I, fingers crossed, um, no jinxes, please. But uh, if we can get tickets to fun days, we're probably down for going on Friday again. I, I I totally want to do exactly what we did last year. What we did last year was yeah. perfect. Like it was hey, if we can get time. tickets, if we can get additional uh, uh, tickets here, I would love to go to fun days as well. And I think Nate would as well. Yeah. If we can make it a group thing this year, because I kind of felt like I missed out a little bit when I saw <laughs> uh, Larry and Jeremy's awesome time and uh, night uh, day after what unboxing and reveal of what you guys got. Hey, hold yeah. the phone real quick. Hold the phone. Just want to give a special shout out to Drew who just contributed to our Patreon. <gasps> Uh, what? what? So, thank you, Drew. Thanks, Drew. So, That's shout awesome. out. We sell that Patreon up, people. So, you know, thank you for uh, for uh, for showing that support. Yeah, really appreciate that. If you guys haven't visited our Patreon page, please do. Please do. We have different tiers for different levels. Uh, you know, even one dollar, whatever you guys can do, it really helps us out. It all goes back into the channel. You know, the awesome giveaways we do, the Super Mega, which we're going to be doing another one sometime soon. So, it, it all goes back to you. And we really appreciate it. No, uh, in regards to the fun days of thing, though, though, I, you guys, I, honestly, it'd be awesome to have you guys at our same table. Like, I agree. Just because it's, it's awesome. Like I said, I went to my first fun days last year and I said, I literally probably had the best time I've ever had in my entire life at an event. It was pretty fun. It's, it's my fourth, right? Yeah. How was your fourth? 15, 16, 17. Yeah, it was my fourth. How was your fourth fun days? So hopefully well, fifth. Well, hopefully fifth. And like I said, it's just that way we can get some energy at our table. Like I said, there's only two other people at our table that had yeah. anywhere the same amount of energy that me and Larry had. Everyone else was just sitting down, chilling, this, that, and the other. Yeah. Me, Larry, and I said, and then it's a kung fu Drew. Um, yeah, and, I said, and his and his, his uh, and his girlfriend now wife, I think. I think so. Yeah, I think they're married now. I think they're officially married now. Yeah. Um, Beyonce, at least. Yeah, yeah um, that would be rad. STS guys table. Um, I think Ian Doge uh, is probably down for going next year too. So STS guys plus Ian might be an awesome table. Nice. That sounds like a lot of fun. Well, that's not the only stuff we're doing, right, guys? There's something coming up pretty soon. Oh yeah, in just a couple of weeks. So uh, we got Tucson Comic Con coming up the first weekend in November. Tucson oh. Comic Con. STS guys road trip. Hey, you know what? I, that is the anniversary of our first official coverage yeah. of any con right that's, that's awesome. right so we will be coming to you live from uh tucson <laughs> i guess i honestly don't know what we're, what we're gonna do for the podcast that weekend so stay tuned to our social media to find out um because i know jeremy's got another event saturday night so we probably won't be live that saturday but we'll, we'll give you guys updates on it but uh we're gonna hit up tucson it's gonna be awesome they got a okay guest list <laughs> Um, I'm personally looking forward to meeting Jake the Snake Roberts, WWE Hall of Famer. I've got my Jake the Snake pop right up there, getting ready to get signed. What? Um, Okay, I am actually excited for Jake the Snake because I didn't know what happened to him, to be honest with you. I don't know. He just kind of disappeared, right? Yeah. like he he was a big deal for a while. Um, Wow. um, They... So, if you guys haven't looked recently, and like I said, and this is probably going to be a shock to to Larry and 
they actually added a whole bunch of people. Oh, um, I didn't. Yeah, know. it's on, it's on way more than uh than we had the last time. Awesome. So yeah, if you guys are anywhere near Tucson uh, and want to come hang out, we'll be there. Uh, they got an awesome. They put on an awesome event. This is their eleventh uh, convention. Um, but like I said, we'll be there. We'll have stickers. We'll have high fives. I think I even have a few SDS guys pogs left. If you guys want to get want to up your pog game, um, pogs. Just, Everyone, just let us know, man. Game. Gotta have those pogs. Well, then- I've got new pins too. I haven't even showed you guys. I've got new STS guys pins. So. Are those what? Uh, what? Those Get them before the actual STS guy. Are those the sticker? Yeah. Are those the sticker mule ones? Yeah, the sticker mule. Oh, Seven yeah. bucks for fifty. They nice. turned out really good. Nice, nice. Um. Well, then, coming to you, literally two weeks after Tucson Comic Con, all four of us are making a trip out to California and to the, the sunny shores of Anaheim to go to Decon. Yes. Yeah, really excited for Designer Con, actually. Me too. No, it's going to be awesome. Uh, Designer Con, so for those of you who don't know what it is, like I said, it's basically like an independent uh, like toy show. Um, so basically, it's not like the people like Hasbro and, and, and people like that. Like, it's like the, the smaller and more independent toys, like like the like artistic toys, I, I guess you could say. Um, mm-hmm. So you have, like I said, like, Kid Robot will make an appearance there. Like I said, Funko is going to be there with uh, their Saturday morning, uh, basically kind of showing off their uh, their new cereal line. So we're excited about that. Um, honestly, like I said, me and Larry heard about th- this th- when we went to Fun Days last year because their selling points were, were awesome. Like, hey, it's the first time we're going to be in Decon, and you can take pictures inside a giant bowl of cereal. Yeah. I think once yeah. they said take pictures inside a giant bowl of cereal, I know Larry, me and Larry looked at each other. Hey, we're going to that. Yep. I put a note in my phone so I wouldn't forget. I'm like, designer con Anaheim. Let's go. Came back yeah. home, got tickets. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to get my picture taken in a giant bowl of Funko cereal. <laughs> okay. I, I do have to, to kind of give out a shout out to Matthew's Nerdy Nation in the chat because he says every time we say decon, he thinks of rat poison. I completely forgot oh, that there's actually yeah. a name brand of thing. <laughs> Um, why would they <laughs> call themselves Decon? Like, right. I know it's really designer con, but I feel like the actual convention people who run it call it oh, Decon a lot too. Yo, yeah, they nickname it Decon. Like, it, yeah. if you go onto the designer con website, uh, it it yeah. says Decon on there. Like, but the first thing that comes up when you search Decon is the voting control, yeah, <laughs> right. And and yeah, Matthew's Nerdy Nation need a pick of Scott in a cereal bowl. Uh, there will be probably several pictures of me in a cereal bowl. Oh, that's yeah. that's like going to be a given. Yeah. As a fat guy yeah. who very much enjoys his cereal, even if it's thirty years old, um, I will be in that bowl <laughs> like none of. I think we need to bring the box of Batman cereal. I'll sit in the Funko box with mm. the Batman box. There you I go. think I think that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Yeah. And it, like you guys talked about, I didn't know much about DesignerCon before you guys had discovered it. But like Jeremy was talking about, there's smaller vendors that are going to be there that I'm actually really excited about. One of them, which is partnering with with Funko, is Matacom Toy. And they have never come to a uh, American convention. So that would be really cool to see them in the first time and to see how they are partnering with Funko and what that's going to be all about. Um, a thousand toys is going to be there, which makes six inch figures, um, soap studios, Mondo. Uh, yeah. Mondo is going to be there. Yeah. 
That's a big um, one for me. I want to check. I want to, like, I know they're bringing a lot of their artists and stuff too, but I want to see what kind of prints they have. I think I'm going to leave with the Mondo print. Um, I'm also leaving with the Johnny Cupcakes t shirt for sure, too. Johnny Cupcakes. Yeah. Johnny well, Cupcakes. We all got the VIP pass, and there's more that comes with that. We get to go early on Friday night. Uh, we get a bear brick from Metacom. Uh, it's going to be pretty cool. We're going to come back with some cool stuff, I think. It's so, going to be one of those surprising cons that I wasn't really expecting. Well, to show you yeah. just exactly how excited for for this con we are, we actually had media passes to this. Yeah. We actually bought we actually bought VIP tickets as well, uh, just to make sure, like I said, we can just really kind of take full advantage of of everything the con has to offer. So yeah. um, we are yeah. all super, super pumped to have this con uh, come up. Honestly, within about a month. So, like I said, it's it's gonna be cra- it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be fun, dude. And it's go. dude. It's Southern California, so like we're not going to to the LA area without doing some other cool stuff. Yeah. So stay tuned. There uh, will no be su- other things. Yeah. yeah. No no spoilers, but we got a few other surprises up our sleeve too. Some cool stuff that you're definitely gonna follow follow along with us. Uh, be an STS guys family outing. Nerds yeah. says you guys need to come to Washington and go to Funko HQ. That is definitely on the list. Um, that might be uh, on the list for me, maybe in March. I don't know. Like I said, I'm I'm still toying with the idea of, of going up to to Seattle for ECC. Um, potentially, that would I, be cool. I, I, I like, even if, even if you don't go uh, for Emerald City Comic Con, like it's almost worth a trip out there just on a weekend or something. And like, I I think maybe Larry likes maybe maybe we plan a trip too. Like I still said. have to like we, we gotta we gotta try to figure something we'll, out. We'll figure something out. Like, I, in twenty nine, here you know, I'm sticking the claim right now. In twenty nineteen, <laughs> it'll happen. <laughs> so you know you do realize you just put that out in the internet someone's gonna hold you to that i i don't care I'll, good I'll, I'll go i'll go to seattle in 2019 I'm, I, I don't mind yeah i yeah. used to work up there so it'd be cool I, hang out with andy it. uh right like nerdsmithing hang out with sully like it'll be awesome yeah i think there'll be like a dream come true for you guys it'll be Feeling. it'll it'll be it'll be our homage <laughs> yeah and that's why honestly like uh, there's no way I can pull off Emerald City Comic Con because of uh, moving, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so that's that's not gonna happen. But I honestly would probably prefer to go to HQ when it's not a con. Um, that way the lines aren't super crazy and you can walk around and kind of appreciate it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it would be super cool. I think that's you know just on anybody who collects pops like a little bit like that would be a great place to go just to be able to check and see like all the stuff that they have there. Well, plus yeah. a, a lot of the stuff they release is released there first, right? Is that right? Or am I wrong about that? Uh, they seem to get like the, some of the normal stuff early before, okay. the, before the actual stores do. Um, they have a bunch of t-shirts that you can yeah. only get at HQ too. Okay. Well, like Andy uh, so, from Nursemith, he said he, like he ended up getting that Dino Ultrazord like a month yeah. before everybody else. Yeah. Well, he plus, he, he found a Beetlejuice chase uh, this week there too. Like they've always got some cool stuff. And that store just looks really cool. I've seen the live streams and they've got that whole Batman area with the Batmobile. And then they have like a rogues gallery of people in, you know, jail cells. And they have the whole, uh, what, that forest, Wetmore Forest? Is yeah, that right? Yeah, yeah Wetmore, Forest. Wetmore Forest. Yeah. So I was, I would like to see the store myself. I don't even really co- collect Funko much. But from what I've seen, it looks like a really cool store. So what you're yeah. saying is you potentially want to go to Seattle too. <laughs> I might have to tag along with you guys. Dude, yeah. you can take your picture in the Batmobile. Like, yeah. 
That would be awesome. Yeah, it would be rad. Uh, so I, I think, like I said, if we could, can we try to make a, a group STS guys trip? To, hey, I, I don't need much of a reason. I have a lot of family that lives up there, so I can make that an excuse. So That's I'm true. always down. So, so we're gonna crash on. We're gonna crash on Scott's cousin's couch, and it's gonna be awesome. It might turn up being a yearly tradition. You know, this year we're going to DesignerCon. Next year we're all gonna go to Funko HQ and maybe something else while we're there. Yeah. So not a bad idea. Brian Rainey, like I said in, in the chat, he, he loves uh, the the Freddy Vampire that I got. Uh, yes. So which, me and Larry actually bought that on, online as well. Uh, so, can Can I tell the story about that? Because yeah, go ahead. We were just le- legitimately uh, walking. We were walking to the mall to go look for. I have no idea why. You guys just drugged me. A dust in the mall. You wanted to go look at like we were going topic. to Hot Topic just because. Yeah, just because. So I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm hungry. We're gonna do lunch afterwards. I'll tag along. Uh, all of a sudden, we're just walking. These two fools just like disappeared. They stopped dead in their tracks in the middle of the mall. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell are you guys doing? They're like, uh, my PayPal's not working. Yeah. <laughs> like, I struggled. I, get... I struggled so much. I could get Amazon Pay to work, and Amazon Pay always works in the Funko shop. So it took me a good, I don't know, five minutes to buy that stupid Retro Freddy. But <laughs> I didn't even realize. That I didn't even realize you and Stacy kept walking. Yeah, we we just kept. We were walking like yeah. completely oblivious to the fact that you guys are both like just er, dead stop. Like it was <laughs> the strangest thing. Just watch you in the middle of the mall. Just yeah. Hey man, Freddy's yeah. first. Hey, yeah. gotta do, gotta do anything to get that Freddy Funko. <laughs> it was fun. Well, you know, speaking of other Funko pops, you know what other Funko pop that I'm glad I got? Which one? I'm glad I got the the, the Iron Fist Funko pop. Oh, Ooh. fucking Segway game <laughs> on point tonight. Seriously, this is another one. Yeah. So who who all didn't see this coming though? Like I'm it, a little like surprised. That, you, I, I you are? Sorry. I'm not. Yeah, no, I am. Well, for the most part, I haven't watched all of season two, but I've heard from multiple people that it is better than season one. So I'm a little surprised too, even though I know Iron Fist is probably the least liked out of the yeah. four defenders. But um, me, here's what I say: it, we, it's you could fart in a jar to call back one of our previous like episodes, and it would be a better TV episode than season one of Iron Fist. So yeah. Anything they put out was probably going to be better than that first season. Now, so that is true. There's and it had its problems, but like, like I was actually looking forward to season three. Remember, if you go back to our, our recap of season two, like the way that season two wrapped up, like I kind of wanted to see what was going to happen next, and now it looks like that may never happen. No, so I, I got a theory about this. Oh yeah. Um, Here- is it Heroes for Hire? It's here. It's Heroes for Hire. Um, yeah. So I think yeah. they cancel. I think they canceled his series because like I said no one watched it anyways. Um, yeah. And I, I literally think they're going to start to consolidate some of these, especially now because the remember like I said if you remember the Punisher was never actually supposed to be a series. Um, so he got such great reception in that second season of Daredevil. So that's when they greenlit that. They're like you know what? Hey. We gotta we gotta give this guy a series because like I said this this works people people want to see this and then people watch the shit out of uh, the the first season of Punisher where they immediately greenlit the second season um, so I think it's basically a matter of like hey you know what let's con- we can consolidate this and I think we'll actually get some more views out of it so I think so, yeah. I think we're actually gonna get a Heroes fired because like I said there's one thing that there's there's an interesting quote part of the part of his tweet out that he said um, that basically alluded to like 
hey, that's not the last of Danny Rand that you saw, uh, which kind of leads me to down the, the path to believe that we're actually going to get a Heroes for Hire. Right. Well, I mean, they had him show up in that second season of Luke Cage. Uh, so, I mean, and they kind of established that he, he makes a comment. And he's like, hey, I really like this, like, barbershop that you have going on here. This is an awesome space. It sets up the fact that Heroes for Hire is there. So I know that there were starting what pre-production on Luke Cage season three, right? Where he's kind of like going to be the kingpin. So I'm wondering if that is going to lead into a Heroes for Hire. It's like they're going to start it with that next season of yeah uh, with of Luke Cage. Because here's or does or does season three of Luke Cage. Does it even have to be season three of a Luke Cage? Exactly. Yeah. They could just exactly. call it Heroes for Hire. So, so basically, right. here's, exactly. what, here's what Finn Jones said. So with every end is a new beginning. So that's that's oh, that's, that's, that's literally how he gives that's that's how he leads off his like, hey, this this go back out. But I, Dude, I, I, I have to say, very uh, Danny Rand of that. Yes. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Very Danny Rand, writing, very man. like foreboding and foretelling. I'm like, okay, whatever. Uh, it's like I have an enormous amount of love and respect for everyone involved in the last two seasons of the show, defending the greatest city in the world, one of the most talented and warmest people. It has been a privilege and joy, blessed to have taken this grateful journey, and, and thanks for the ongoing support. So, with the like I said, he said, "Hey, a new beginning." There's a the director of the show. He basically kind of alluded to quote unquote a new beginning as well. Um, so I honestly think like I said we're the Danny Rand of Iron Fist is dead. But I said the Danny Rand Iron Fist is going to be part of Heroes for Hire, and I think that's exactly what we'll see it, next. Yeah. Honestly, with the way those that those two seasons have, they're you know like I I actually like the second season of, of Luke Cage, but I can see like some people didn't. So I think that those two characters are losing steam. So their best option is to combine them yeah. as that Heroes for Hire, and yeah, yeah, obviously make a big bad guy. But you could also have it do like the you know villain of the week or whatever, like a a traditional um kind of superhero tv show and it would work with that group you know that yeah. would be so good yeah this lady's paying think, to get out the the tenants that won't leave yeah the the uh the villain of the week i, I would like that rather than just one long story arc um villain of the week and then it's kind of a reboot for their two least popular shows i i would i would i would be excited about luke cage and iron fist again if if they if they somehow merge them together keep colleen Right, uh, keep misty. Like so, you, you bring uh, all the good parts of those two shows into one. Yeah, so and the no, flash. I, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead, Nate. I was, was going to say the Flash does villain of the week, and it works out really well. Yeah. You know, like it, they yeah. always switch up. They have like the main villain, then they'll have like the villains of the week. Yeah. Well, the best season of the Flash, season one, always had a villain of the week. True. Um, yeah. So yeah, get go back to that, please. <laughs> Just, so, uh, for the Flash too, because Flash needs help. I was also gonna say too, like I mean, you already have Misty Knight and uh, Colleen, so you could also have a Daughters of the Dragon series that that spins out of it, or have those two. And even in the last couple of seasons, it has kind of hinted that those two have a friendship. So oh yeah, there's for a sure. Potential for the way too way too wrapped up, like they're best buds. So yeah, for, well, for sure. Let me ask you guys, like. So you guys, I know, have been watching a lot of the shows pretty avidly. But do you feel do you feel like there's enough there to really continue to build the universe, like you're talking about, like Heroes for Hire, and then what was the one that you just talked? talked uh, Daughters, Daughters of the Dragon, which is basically Dragons. it's Heroes for Hire, but it's Misty Knight and Colleen. Got so. it. It's the, the so, female I mean, version. <laughs> universe building always is cool, but do you feel like there's enough steam here to make 
these shows really work? I absolutely think so. Um, for the, I think it would actually work better. I think it's going to work better than their own independent because I think, I think there's there's not a lot of character in in, in some of these characters, but like I said, they they need to basically be teamed together. And like I said, to be able to, to kind of tell that story. And so like, so honestly, I, I would, I honestly dead set see a Dodgers of the Dragon series happening just because of the reception uh, that those two had in, in, in that show. Like, so those, those were, they were, they outshined the star of the show. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, and well, they were together doing the, their kind of work together for what one, I think it was one episode. Yeah, and and I, that I'm was one of the best ones. I'm glad you said it that way, Jeremy, because I was going to lead into saying, like, I think it would make sense if they started doing more team ups because it's kind of shown that unless it's Daredevil or like Punisher or maybe even Jessica Jones, the standalone seasons just don't work as well as when you have multiple members together. No, I, I absolutely 100 percent agree. And I, and I think that I said, well, we'll start to get some more of that kind of as we go forward. Because I think there's there's a there's a couple of different opportunities that that, that Marvel has here, and I, and I think that with Disney streaming service kind of like looming out there, they need to reignite some of the hey, you know what hey you know what we have these licenses we need to create well in order to keep them too like so they need to keep making content for them, um yeah. so they need to do something so that's why I don't see Netflix giving up the character. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think this is an interesting thing too. something that they haven't really had up until this point. Now that Disney has their own streaming service, or they will soon, Netflix is going to have kind of like direct competition with a Marvel running series. So they're either going to have to step up their game or kind of change up the formula to sort of compete, depending on how Disney does. But it's Disney. They have a ton of money to throw at it. I feel like their shows are going to be good. You know, we'll have to see how that all pans out and how that changes the game. So what do you guys want to see from uh, Disney streaming? Like what's one show that you want to see from that streaming service, Marvel related, if you could pick? Well, obviously, we're not going to see anything from, you know, like Guardians of the Galaxy or James Gunn. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, wah, wah, wah. Somebody, switch. somebody <laughs> switch sides. Jeremy is so happy with his fucking segues. Uh, yeah. uh, I am happy with that one. <laughs> they like, work so well. I'm like, I'm like, how am I going to transition this one? Because we were talking about this before the podcast. I'm like, how am I going to transition to this James Gunn thing? Oh, bam. There we go. And just blunt, blunt trauma. There you go. That's the way we're gonna do it. You're on fire, dude. That's three for three. Yeah. Wait. So James Gunn is gonna uh, direct Suicide Squad number two. Uh, so Apparently. they haven't confirmed direct that. So he's at least writing it. Uh, there has been most likely he will end up directing. Like if they have someone like him coming on writing it, they'll have him direct it too. I would imagine, yeah. But as as far as we know for sure right now, he is at least writing Suicide Squad number two. But wait, guys, Marvel just swore off James Gunn. They said, no, we're not working with that guy anymore. You Why talked about okay? you talked about touching little boys peepees. You can't be a Marvel person. <laughs> Well, when you put it that way, I don't know if it's good to talk about it either. But, you know, why is DC now okay with it? Uh, what do you guys think? Because they need somebody. <laughs> because, to, yeah. Yeah. To, to help money, make their money. money, money. I yeah. agree. And, and, and it gets everybody talking about their stuff, right? Oh, Suicide Squad is the DC version of Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, it's it's a complete makes, makes sense shift. I, like, who doesn't? 
who's into this stuff who's not excited to see what he does with Suicide Squad? Yeah, yeah so, and he has a proven ability to do good team-up movies. And yeah. if DC's well, lacking anything, it's a sense of direction. Yeah. So it needs yeah, something. Yeah. It, it, the worst thing about DC movies is the is their their writing is shitty. They're just all yeah. over the place. They're all over the place, and they can't yeah. make a concise story. So if you have somebody like Gunn who is a proven track record of making good superhero movies that people like and actually can like have a, like a concise vision as to what the movie is going to be about. And I mean, like I said, he even coordinated like scenes to music. So like that aspect of things will translate very well into other superhero movies. So I think that's the other aspect is they finally got a good writer. No, it, it's a so, perfect fit. Like, because like I said, I think they gave David Goyer his chance. And I, it just didn't work out. You know, he's David Gordon's done some great stuff in the past, but I literally, like I said, if you could just take one block, it's almost like having like car parts that are interchanged with, with one another. There's two different cars. James Gunn is that car part from car A that works on car B that should work on car B, but it's going to work on car B. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to kind of see what he does with this just because I think it's going to be, honestly surprising to everybody yeah and the good thing i i heard about him say is that he's gonna ignore the whole first suicide squad movie as if it basically never happened and kind of started off as a another a, a whole just new story so that we don't have to rely on the whole you know joker harley quinn debacle that was the last one is kind of a you know fresh start let's see what he can come up with and I think if anybody can just have them jump into a middle of a story and and create a bunch of likable characters, it's going to be him. Yeah. Well, all right. So hold on. Like James awesome. Gunn. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Right. In Guardians 1, Guardians 2 was one of my least favorite Marvel movies. And I know I'm not alone. No. Yeah. Uh, you guys like it probably a little more than I do. But I think the general consensus is that Guardians 2 is one of the worst MCU All movies. Right. So, so what if he lost his what if he lost his edge or whatever? Okay, to your point, Larry, to your point. So you've seen Suicide Squad, obviously, right? Yeah. Anything what is would better. You, what would you put well, above would you put Guardians 2 above Suicide Squad? I think I'd rather watch Suicide Squad. Really? Do, you, no, oh, no, man. Really? You're a fucking, you're a fucking liar. That you're, I, that, I'm going, I'm going with Scott like, on this you're one. Just, you're just backed yourself in a corner and you have to talk your way out of it at this point. No, <laughs> no one in the history of the world is like, I would rather watch Suicide Squad. <laughs> there were good parts. Like Harley there was Quinn, no good parts. Harley Quinn no, was no, pretty no, good. No, she was not. No, 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 she was. Like, don't lie to yourself. Uh, she just had a nice butt. To, to Larry's point, like, there was, there were good parts. The first 15 minutes of the movie were great. The yeah, rest where they set at, everyone up, <laughs> where they set up all the characters. After that, yeah. it's complete dog shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I think once those characters had to start doing the movie, you're like, oh, this doesn't work at all. So one thing that makes me excited about James Gunn, it's what you guys are talking about. Um, so there's a lot of good characters within Guardians universe that are all utilized really well. They all get their own screen time. They all have kind of their own separate stories. You sort of understand where everybody's coming from. They all work together well. The thing that Suicide Squad lacked so much is that there was no really cohesiveness to it. It was more of like, hey, Harley's the big popular one. Let's focus on her. Okay, now Deadshot's the main guy. And let's look at their relationship together. But then these other guys are like sort of just throwaway characters. They don't really have any cohesion to the story. So I think if anything, James Gunn's going to bring that 
that good team dynamic into the universe, which it desperately needs. Right. But I also agree with Larry that Guardians 2 was, I really did not like it at all. And I'm a little worried that maybe James Gunn only really had it for Guardians 1 and he sort of lost that touch. So I, I'm just going to say, I, I would Jeremy on this one is anything that he will put out for them is going to be better than anything else DC has put out so far. Like you had the, their one good movie in Wonder Woman and that was about it. So him jumping on and knocking out something with Guardians, like even if it's Guardians two quality, it's going to be one of the best things that they've done. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And then like I said, I don't, I don't think that he'll overuse. Like so, like so for example, like one of my main hangups with Suicide Squad is the inadvertent, like I said, the the overuse of the helicopter crash. There are so many helicopter crashes too, there are too movie. many in that fucking, where everyone just walks away scot-free <laughs> like yeah. the helicopter yeah. crash no one dies in helicopter crashes in dc movies that's you know the thing that is basically the the almost guaranteed the lethal thing for anybody in the real world nah dc it's fine we'll we'll throw in like six of them it's you're good nah, so. so doesn't dc have joss whedon now too uh yeah. I, what is that guy doing? So here's the thing is question mark. Uh, he, I know he, he stepped in for, to make justice league. And he was supposed usable. to make the Batgirl movie, but I think that I haven't heard anything about that in a while. So that one so, might be dead. I don't know what's going on. I think once justice league got critically destroyed, I think they're adjusting their priorities. And I think everything got placed on hold at this point. Cause yeah, Joss Whedon is supposed to be over there. And well, as of right now it's like, I don't know. To uh, be fair, Joss Whedon was kind of like an afterthought for justice league. It's not like he was in yeah. there from the very beginning and helped create it. He was more of like, Hey, we have this huge mess. Can you help us at least put yeah. a bandaid on it? Yeah, it's like, Hey, fix, fix uh, Zack Snyder's mistakes. And, and Joss Whedon and, should be too busy because he's going back to his roots. You guys Which know about is? this, right? Buffy? Yeah, they're, Buffy? Re they're, they're, reboot, they're rebooting Buffy. What? You didn't oh. know that? You reboot. Yeah. I See, I don't... That series was good in its own right. I don't know if it needs to have a reboot. I'm with Scott. I have no yeah. interest. Uh, I disagree with you, um, <laughs> respectfully. Uh, just because... And I think the reason why it would work now is just because... They prove they can bring the Archie universe and make it cool and make it relevant. It's actually a really good show. They're doing. I, the, they're see, doing I don't the, like Riverdale. They're they're doing the, the same thing with uh, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina coming out. I think that this today's youth, quote unquote. I I feel so old by you know referring to today's youth. Dude, dude, you are so old. I am so old. We're all old. Um, yes. Well, like I said, it's just I think because like the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like I said, it's. What that was back so, in '97. That was yeah, like, I was gonna say late '90s. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy, are we gonna get Sarah Michelle Geller or is it gonna be somebody else? I, I, of Sarah she'll, Michelle she'll Geller? Make, I, I'm sure. I'm yeah. pretty sure she'll make an appearance in there, but so yeah, it, like Sarah Michelle Geller would have to play Buffy's mom at this point. Like yeah. it's been it's been a number of years. Yeah, Buffy's crazy aunt. Yeah. But see, here's <laughs> gotta the be thing. in there somehow. Buffy yeah. had that that cult following because of the way that the show worked. And I think if you try to take that gritty teenage drama shit that they added into like Riverdale and what it looks like the, the Sabrina is going to be bringing in. I don't know if you're going to get that audience to come back and how, yeah, how much, you're going to get a new Riverdale audience. Have you watched? 
How much Riverdale have you watched? Uh, a few episodes before the point where I, I had to turn it off. You gotta. <laughs> I, I kid. I kid there you. There are murder mysteries and all that stuff. That is. I, 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 I kid you not. I said. I said. I said. I said. No bullshit. I said you gotta at least finish the first season. Well, um, the first like said half. The first half of the season. I'm like. I, I don't know about this. I finished. I, I powered through the first season of Riverdale. I didn't think I was gonna like it. I'm like, who the fuck cares about Archie? And I said, I, I don't care about this at all. It actually turned out to be a pretty awesome show. Um, where I, I immediately started watching. I actually bought the second season because it wasn't on streaming yet. What? Uh, yeah, Jeremy no, spent money to watch Riverdale. I spent, guys. I, I spent money to watch so Riverdale. I, I'm on the other side. From and, what I've seen so far is not worth me putting any time Which into then it. has also got me excited for like i said all these little different snippets from the chilly adventures of sabrina where we're getting that that dark sabrina that fits into that universe as well um it's it's pretty cool like they've released a clip today from uh from uh, the chilly adventures of uh, sabrina where they're showing salem like so the, the, this version of salem which is a demon <laughs> like how, it's, well, it's it's actually pretty cool so i haven't seen riverdale but i do have kind of an interesting thing that I've noticed is that a lot of the shows nowadays, they're rebooting old ideas like Buffy's getting rebooted. Charmed is getting rebooted. Serena, the teenage witch got rebooted. X-Files got rebooted and it never should have been touched because it ruined the name of the show. There's not these original ideas that you used to get back in the late eighties, early nineties. It's all rehashes of past ideas. And I think if anything, we need fresh material because it's all just getting overused you know, and, and no, to, to add on to your thing i think is when they do all these reboots or these kind of you know like rehashes of things and they try to take what people know and love and especially something with a huge cult following like buffy if you try to change that you're gonna lose a lot of those people that like the original it's you're, you're never gonna have it especially if you tried to change the core part of the show and, and try to bring it out. Like perfectly said. Yeah. You're not going to get that same audience and it's going to work. Yeah. As Larry said, Murphy Brown. Yeah. Uh, at least Come that on, is, you guys are, you guys aren't watching the Murphy Brown reboot. I have, I, that is on my list to watch. Cause I remember watching. Stop your bullshit. Like <laughs> you <laughs> won't finish Riverdale, but you'll watch fucking Murphy Brown. <laughs> I will dude. Okay. I will watch. The I, Murphy don't Brown. I don't yeah. believe you at all. You out, man. I'm calling you out on that shit. I will watch Murphy Brown. I watched that with my parents back in the day. I too have seen a fair amount of Murphy Brown episodes thanks to my mom and dad, but I that's one of those that should have just stayed dead. I, I I am yeah, I, I don't know where it came from, to be honest. Like I heard a radio ad for it and I was like, wait, yeah. Murphy Brown is back? Right. That's but... the world we live in now. Because of the Fuller houses, because of Girl Meets World was kind of popular, right? Some of some of those ones, uh, like the tweeny kind of shows that we all liked as a kids uh, came back. So they're like, let's reboot everything, right? Yeah. 90s is cool again. So you get stuff like Murphy Brown. So, yeah, I've, so, I've yeah. called you on your bullshit, Scott. You're now watching I, Murphy it's, Brown. It's so, yeah, stop trying to defend Riverdale for, first of all, you fucking joke. Like, that thing is awesome. <laughs> Just call it awful. I don't care if you bought an episode of it. Like that show is awful. Uh, and yeah, I will watch some Murphy Brown. I love some early nineties, you know, sitcoms. But second, but of it's all, not early nineties. It's a reboot. You're, you're, I, as, 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 you're, if it's bad, I will call it bad. Like Scott, I don't. I, Scott had a crush on Faith Ford, and he wants to see what the grandma Faith Ford looks like now. Yeah, yeah. All these things, what is that, 20 years later? Um, oh 
it's, it doesn't go that long, Jeremy. It's it's over in a couple of seconds when that comes into play. Um, but here here's the question I'm going to post to you guys is a lot of those things, like you said, Fuller House and that stuff came out as a nostalgia kick. And then I think everyone is now grabbing for this, like nostalgia is the big thing. At what point does it become nostalgia overload? We're close. Yeah. We well, got to be. We have to be. Close. Right. I think like, we're reaching to that point because there's been so much crap that has been made off old names and it's like you were talking about earlier scott like you have these old shows that you used to watch that you used to like uh, wait zach, zach, Bo- no hold on zach boris is doing a timeout time out time out time out um just just, just because i don't want to ignore this nate i'll come back to you casual unboxing they should reboot family matters <laughs> i know someone else along with me on this podcast is all for that idea <laughs> uh, i hundred percent support reboot of family matters um speaking of family matters jeremy did you see there's some type of leak list out there from i don't know wherever those funko pop leak lists come from they're making an urkel funko pop uh, oh snap i am buying an urkel funko pop I think I do that? Are they a, is the chase stefan I, I i don't think it has a chase but i thought of that too when i heard about it i'm like they should make like normal looking see but nobody would buy that one right you want suspenders you want nerd glasses you want Urkel. did i do that yeah 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 do you do your again did i do that that's a natural article there you go yeah but you know like i was saying i just feel like they're hanging on to these old names but then they're giving you something entirely different from what you used to like and it makes you hate the property afterwards. Exactly. Like some of them are good, but there there's gonna be there's gonna be some hits, and then there's gonna be some misses. Like no one's really nostalgic about Murphy Brown. Yeah, no, no, that's just except they're Scott. Catch, they're, no, I'm not even excited for it. I just said I would watch it, fucker. Like, but second of all, uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna. That let conversation's this one die. not going away anytime soon. No, it's nope. not. I'm, you know what? Just out of spite, I'm gonna watch the entirety of it, and I'm gonna <laughs> love every goddamn second of it. You better watch the entirety of it. Just because I'm gonna give you episode quizzes because, like I said, you're so full of shit. <laughs> Scott, I because I would rather watch Murphy Brown over fucking Riverdale. Scott, if you want to start a Murphy Brown podcast with me, I'll do it, man. Yeah, let's do it. Let Larry, we're gonna have a Murphy Brown episode just to spite you, Jeremy. No, I meant like an entire podcast. Oh, you just want a Murphy Brown? Like, are we going back and watching old ones or just starting probably, with the new? Yeah, yeah, yeah we'd have probably. to. Yeah, you're you're committed. Committed. yeah. You're committed, walk yourself man. out of that one, Scott. Three ten to you. You, you just got yourself you multiple seasons of Murphy Brown in a podcast. Good God, there was two hundred and forty-seven episodes of uh, Murphy Brown. Enjoy That's that, way bitch. too many. <laughs> way too many, man. Ew. What? Yeah, I'll take my I'll take my two seasons of Riverdale versus your two hundred and forty episodes yeah. plus your reboot of Murphy Brown. Enjoy. <laughs> oh God, I love oh, how oh, this, this this entire episode devolved into an argument about Murphy Brown. <laughs> 
don't question Jeremy's love for Riverdale. All right, that's what it boils down. It's not. It's, it's, it's not that. It's not that at all. It's just that when he said he's gonna watch Murphy, I know Scott. I've known Scott for years. There's no fucking way he's watching Murphy Brown. Well, he is now. He is now out of spite. But before, I just said I would rather watch that over Riverdale. And now you're you, you're calling me out like that's a, a surprising thing. Yeah, River. I've watched Riverdale. It blowed ass. It is not good. I know that you like it, but I did not. Tell you, I only watched the first episode and I couldn't get into it, but I've heard good things yeah. from people other than Jeremy. So I have not tried. It is not my cup of tea. It's that CW tween kind of show, right? Yeah. Like yeah. it's it's in the same category as like Pretty Little Liars or Gossip Girl. Yeah, at it, least it's, in my head, that's where it goes. It, exactly, it goes into that whole overly emotional like everyone has drama with everybody else like i I could do without a lot of that crap and if it doesn't have blake lively in it i don't want to watch it or does it have narration from an unseen character oh oh. does it jeremy i might be back in it does camera yeah, what was that? I don't. I don't know. Looks like, I don't know going. Looks like Larry's got a loss for words. XOXO, Gossip Girl. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> That's where I was going, Scott, but I couldn't say it without laughing. <laughs> it took me a second to compose yeah. myself. Uh, what else were we going to talk about? I think the only thing we haven't touched on, which you have in the title, is National Album Day. Oh, I was just. <laughs> I was just fishing for uh we had so full disclosure guys we had no plans for anything to talk about today yeah. um this so, is legitimately off the cusp yeah that's why my that's why the thumbnail at least as of uh YouTube going live is a stock image of a confused girl and her laptop we had no plan I had to set this up this morning I didn't know what to talk about if you read the description it literally says <laughs> This week, we don't really have a plan. Um, so I looked on Twitter for what was, what was trending to try to get some click, try to get clickbaity. Apparently, today is National Album Day, like record album. Like you, you're supposed to listen to your entire favorite Taylor Swift album, which I'm sure we all did. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was just me trying to pretend like we were going to talk about something. Well, Scott, I think Scott's going to listen to it, you know, then watch the Murphy Brown. Oh, man. dude, you're not gonna let that go, are you? <laughs> what is the perfect Taylor Swift album to listen to before you watch Murphy Brown? Red, like it's got to be old, I, right? It's not first, new pop. It's not new poppy Taylor Swift. You got to go country Taylor Swift. The, the fact that you know any of Taylor Swift's albums Ooh, like by name Red, is a little fearless, disturbing. Fearless. Um, I should know what the new ones are called too, but so Jeremy, you're not going to jump on the fact that Larry knows Taylor Swift albums. Like that doesn't concern you. The fact that I said I might watch the Murphy Bound remake, you're like, oh, oh shit, oh fucking world's crashing down. Uh, no, just because, <laughs> because, because I said I've seen his survey that he's filled out for his Funko Santa. And Taylor Swift makes an appearance on that list. You, I know, I said, you and your dark, twisted sense of humor that, that, I, that I know you of, that I, that I know of you. I said, you, you're not very sensitive. Said, <laughs> yeah, but it's because you I don't watch, care about politics. Isn't I, Murphy Brand all about like news and politics? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It, 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 I mean, it is. And I think this whole new one is about Donald Trump, like anti Donald Trump. So there is yeah. a whole political thing, which make make this show crash and burn, to be honest with you. Because 
depends on how bad it gets yeah. or or it's gonna or it's gonna be what keeps it going right yeah. i feel like a lot of the donald trump stuff doesn't make sense sometimes so maybe maybe murphy brown is going to be the new popular show yeah it it eh, it's a it's gonna be hit or miss but again if i had my choice between someone was like oh you gotta watch the murphy brown remake or an entire season of riverdale i'd be like fucking murphy brown every time there's your title Murphy Brown every time. <laughs> there is at no point in my life if someone's like, you could watch Riverdale, like, I got two seasons for you. No, thank you. I'm good. Scott's like, I'd rather watch that 11 seasons that of Murphy Brown. Yeah. <laughs> 11 so seasons. And, and yeah, just because I have a, a sick, twisted sense of humor, I could still watch some old school shows. Like, that's fine. Larry legitimately wanted to make a Who's the Boss podcast. Like based still on might happen. it still might happen. Based and, on and, and, and I, I'm, I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw some shade at Lyra. That's never gonna happen. You're never gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, that you started this whole thing a year ago. It was in May. It's been like five months. It's I think it's been longer than that. No, I bought the domain in May. Hundred percent sure. <laughs> All right, it's been five months. Like I might have came up with the idea like before that. Yeah, I was saying, I we, officially we committed in May. Yeah, you've yeah. talked about the idea before that. I, 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 yeah. I, I've heard about this for a long time, about that a is, Who's the Boss podcast. That is fair. It's probably been about a year since the words Who's the Podcast first came out of my mouth. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's not going to happen. One day. One day. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. Oh. Throwing Nate, shade. Nate, we, well, well, we already have our hands full with this one. Nate, like, well, I don't know what do you want me to talk down? What, what, what dreams want me to crush of yours, Nate? I said I, I crushed Nate's, <laughs> I crushed Scott's dreams of Murphy Brown. I crushed Larry's dreams of of who's the podcast. Nate, you're up next. What, what, what do you want me to crush, sir? Guess I've what? I got nothing for you, man. Yeah, you, you, I said you, you got one pass to Comic Con. You know what? <laughs> there you go. That's, that's that's the world. That's the universe saying fuck you, Nate. I'm yeah, gonna get so, the rest of my passes in open reg. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just really disappointed in the fact that you're trying to defend Riverdale. Like uh, that that was it. I'm like I th- I think Jeremy and I are now at a fucking battle of just like of wills at this point as to who's gonna break first and admit that their show is awful. For everybody break. listening, this won't be the last that you hear of Murphy Brown and Riverdale. Yeah. And, and you know what? Hey, Matthew's New Nation brings up a good thing. He said, Whatever happened to the talk about Mandalorians? We talked we were set to talk about that last week. We it didn't. never happened. This could have been a topic we could have discussed now. It didn't happen this week. Nope. So maybe next week. We'll maybe. see what happens. If we have time after talking about Murphy Brown again for like yeah. 20 minutes. The saddest thing is, as much as I said I would watch the remake, I have no idea when it actually is going to be available. Like, you I don't know, know when that thing it's airs. It's three episodes uh, in, but dude. So. Yeah. I was over at Uncle Cody's house the other day, and he was watching it. Enjoy. Yeah, it's out there. Oh, hooray. <laughs> you know, just out of spite, I would actually, I am going to watch it. I think it's the worst spiteful thing that you could do just because it's going to hurt me more. It's going to hurt yourself. I feel like I have to watch it just to make sure Scott really watched it. Dude, I, I okay, I first off, what happened in the first episode? Yeah. I told you, I have not seen it yet. No, I, I, I know, know, I know what I'm saying. I'm talking about future questions. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying I'm going to watch it too, just so I can make sure you're not trying to throw some bullshit at me. <laughs> um, I'm going to hold you accountable. I'm going to watch Murphy Brown reboot episode one. Yeah, I'm going to have to see. I, well, I'll have to see it. Yeah, I guess if you say it's on Uncle Cody, at least I have a way to watch it. Yeah. Because 
I don't know if it's on uh, Hulu or anything yet. Probably not. It's probably on like the CBS app or whatever too, yeah. right? CBS.com. All that bullshit. Well, like yeah. Larry said, Uncle Cody always has the best stuff. Yeah, so. Uncle Cody is my best friend. Hey, the, the hey there's a there's a new episode on Thursday. So like I said, you what? Get, you get three episodes that you, you, that you can catch up on. There you go. Are these hour long episodes or thirty minutes? They're thirty minutes. They're hour long. They're, 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 I'm pretty sure it's thirty. Right? It's, it's, a, it's a sitcom. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I thought the new ones were at an hour, but okay. Oh, it's an God, hour and a half of Murphy Brown. Like, it's... I was only committing to watch 30 minutes to hold you accountable. I, yeah, running time, 23 to 27 minutes. There you go. There All you right. Go. So I think it's 30. I, I'm going to give the first episode a shot, and we'll see, we'll we'll go from there. I can't guarantee three. And, and guess what? I'll give it the same amount of time I gave Riverdale. Let's, let's go that way. Did you know that 7 million people watched the first episode of the, of the Murphy Brown reboot? Seven and a half million. And Scott's about to be seven million and one. Seven, no, and a half wait, million seven, and one. seven million five hundred thousand and one. What was the stats between one and two though? Uh seven point five for one, seven point one for two, six point seven for three. So it's so it's, it's dropped, but only by less than a million. Yeah, that's, that's that's not a bad drop, honestly, for a TV show. Drops than yeah. That. Yeah. The, the title for episode three is hashtag Murphy 2. Oh. Yeah. Is, is it a... Murphy 2. Oh. Yeah, I want to watch that one now. That's episode 3. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Episode that's 3 episode is three. hashtag Murphy 2. Episode... I'm very interested to see what that's all about. Episode 2 is called I Don't Heart Huckabee. Oh, Ken Huckabee probably, right? What? Isn't he a politician? Yeah. Right? No, episode one's fake news. Oh my god. Yeah. I god, think, this is awful. Yeah. Already. I, I'm looking at just, just going on Metacritic here. Uh, most oh, everybody's god. at about the 50% range. What's like, Riverdale got? You gotta find out. What's Riverdale all right, got? Let me find it. Don't put things in your mouth. It makes for bad podcasting. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just needed my hands to type. Uh, come on, like 55%. Riverdale TV show 60. Oh, shit, they're actually pretty bam. <laughs> no, it, it's they're pretty close, but yeah, it's better. It's better 68%. That's that's a lot better, but, yeah. User from score 7.3 from a 55 to 68. 68. What was that, Jeremy? User score 7.3. User score, so okay, what's well, Four point seven. Four point seven for Murphy Brown. Yeah. So really? users users definitely don't like uh Murphy Brown as much as they do like Riverdale. Murphy Brown is about as good as Titans, because Titans has fifty-five. Yeah. Really? Yeah, and That's a five point six user score. Wait, wait, wait. That's sad. Fuck Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Murphy Brown. <laughs> <laughs> no. Jeremy's just mad because I said I would probably prefer that over a show that he likes. It's Hashtag not, it, Murphy too. It's not that. It's 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 the fact that you said you were gonna watch it when I know for a for a hundred percent sure you're not gonna watch it. That that's as I said. It has nothing to do with the me you me, me liking Riverdale or not. It's the fact that you said you were gonna watch Murphy Brown. I would. I watch a bunch of stupid shit. Like you've seen what I watch yeah, on TV. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah yes. Like uh, of everything that I watch on TV, I just binge watch Adam ruins everything. Of for God's sakes, like still if it's different. On TV, than I will Murphy watch Brown. that shit. So. Just to change the topic, Casual said, I would like to see another reboot of The Outer Limits. I like all the paranormal stuff on TV shows. I think Outer Limits would actually be a, a genius idea, but it's another one of those where they're using that name. I'm afraid yeah. that they would yeah. tarnish it. What you about know, Modern Twilight do, Zone? Just, yeah. what, no, what was that? I think Modern Twilight they, Zone. They did the Twilight Zone with some of the movies back in the day. Like, it, I don't think it... Not the movies, like I said. I, I think it works. Because I, something like that already exists, and I think it works. Because Black Mirror reminds me of Twilight Zone. Exactly. I was so, just gonna say here, Black Mirror. Yeah. Here's what I, here's the thing: is like you can take an old concept, make it new, and do a different name. Because yeah, like Black yeah. Mirror is the perfect example. That is the Twilight Zone updated for the modern era, and just given a different name. Yeah, yeah well, I like Black, that better. I think Black Mirror is more like technology focused, where. I think if you're going to do outer limits, it has to be more kind of paranormal, sort of creepy. But they could be, they could be like the same idea where they're individually, you know, episodes that aren't really interconnected. They just kind of tell freaky stories. So, so exactly. So look at that. Take a, you know, an anthology, you know, kind of a, an approach to it of these different stories. But you don't need to call it outer limits. Think of a new name. Well, do the same process and go. Yeah, you're. Uh, really they're trying to take that old name is because they're guaranteed to get people to come in and watch it just because of that name recognition i don't know though man like outer limits debuted in 1963 a lot of those people are dead yeah that's i know it got rebooted in 95 but like the people who really remember outer limits and twilight zone for what they were in the black and white days they're not around anymore but like i said like as to say just Take the same concept. Yeah. Call it something different. I like it. I like Black Mirror, right? It's kind of that same, does like it's words we know, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like I, I like it. Like Outer it, Limits or Twilight Zone. It's it's buzzy. There's a good title. Something different. Yeah. Ooh, something That's different. It. Just yeah. something different. Dun dun dun. And then have it a show about like Outer Limits, all paranormal ghosts and shit. Like. Yep. And call it be done. You're still gonna get if it's if you have a good quality, you're still gonna get people to come watch it. You don't need to rely on reusing an old name that people might recognize for that purpose. Like if you have a good concept, people will watch it. Look at Stranger Things, like that. That hints that so borrowed heavily on a ton of stuff. All right, so let's let's do this real quick. What are some ridiculous like 50, 60, 70 shows that need to be rebooted? Like, why has I Love Lucy never been rebooted? Yeah, that's a good one. Is it, is it untouchable? But, like, they've, they've rebooted everything else. Like, I Love Lucy, Gilligan's Island. I feel like Gilligan's Island kind of got rebooted as Survivor. But, like, what yeah, else? Yeah, kind what? of. Yeah, uh, like, I... It's right. I, it's, I, it's same idea. I think there are those Holy Grail shows that people won't touch, and I, I think you just named two of them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, um, I Dream of Genie would be a good one. Yeah, yes. I Dream of Genie. Uh, All um, in the Family. What yeah. was that? All in the family. All oh, in the family, right? So, so Jeremy, well, with that though, like, do we Archie's keep? He's a racist. We, yeah, I was gonna say, do we keep the racism with All in the Family? Because there's that whole aspect of institutionalized uh, 
uh, I think it, I think it, I think it fits Ooh. perfectly nowadays, though, because like I said it serves as a hot button and can serve as an educational piece to not be racist. Yeah. Among them. I have a good one, Mr. Ed. Give yeah. us Mr. Ed again. Yeah, with some CG to oh, add in. No, no, no CG. It. Take out just that the, just Do, do yeah. the, the, the peanut, peanut butter, butter trick again? Yeah, yeah. yeah. peanut butter, yeah. Right. No, okay. That would be awesome. I got it. Um, you know what I want to reboot of? I think I think it's time. And I think... like Honeymooners. Like, right to the moon. No, no. I, I, th- I think you could do this effectively nowadays, and, and it would be a, a completely awesome show. What about Cheers? That's where all these shows, that's where yeah. Murphy Brown and Frazier and all this other crap spun off of. So, it, yeah. why, no, don't we, why, why, why don't we have some new, guys in a bar? Yeah, why don't yeah, we yeah, have wherever, a new cheers? Where everybody knows your name. Yeah, new yeah. cheers so, and then spin off have, a whole bunch of shows from that. So, how have they already kind of done that with It's Always Sunny? It's not it's kind of what I was thinking. It, too. Yeah, I, I, th- I thought that originally before I met that, and it's not necessarily the same. Yeah, no, I, but I think you're right. Like, Again, you could do that same exact aspect of the setting. Just you don't have to call it Cheers. Why does it have to be Cheers? You I feel like it, you could call it Beers. Yeah, just call it like yeah. You know, <laughs> everyone knows your name is all you have to call it, right? Oh, and then everyone knows a show your name. about a, a show about guys that run a bar. Everyone right? knows your name. The podcast. Ted like Danson that. comes in, hands the bar off to some new, new young whippersnapper, and yeah. uh, they the rest cha- writes itself. <laughs> they promptly change the name of the bar from Cheers, yeah. and then to there beer. you go. <laughs> I like it. No, no, it would have to be to like now. I want to cheers, uh, like a microbrewery. So you'd yeah, have to think yeah, of some yeah. like IPAs. Yeah, or you have to be like <gasps> Brian the American Brian donkey right there. farmer. Call it Norm. Yeah. Norm. A Norm spinoff Norm. show. So what yeah. Norm takes ownership of the bar, maybe. No, it just and lets his kids. Yeah, because Norm's know, like old as he- George Wendt is old as hell too, man. Yeah, like all everyone on there, like I mean, even Woody Harrelson is old. Yeah, Woody Harrelson is starting to look rough, and you're like, shit. He was like the youngest person on that show. Yeah. You guys mean Cletus? Yeah, Woody Harrelson. Oh, from the, from the sequel that I don't know is going to be made. <laughs> oh boy. I went on a tangent there. I Thank like Lee it. Carlson, Cletus Cassidy, and Venom. I yeah. like it. I didn't know he was in Venom, though. Thank yeah. He, after, he's in after, after, after credit, credit scene. scene. And uh, that's the thing. Like, if you don't know who Carnage is, you won't know who the hell this guy is. Because he's uh, just like, hey, Carnage is coming. But everybody's like, oh, who the hell is that guy? Yeah. Why is why did they have Woody Harrelson in this? Because it's setting up a sequel, which I am not sure is actually going to happen. He's in a horrible Annie wig too. It's like a little <laughs> oh, really wig with curls. Yeah. And it's all red. It's like what the hell? wearing a, wearing a red dress, seeing the sun will come out tomorrow. Yeah, drawing stuff on the wall with blood, even though he's in jail. With, mm. with like, with, is it his finger own? Blood. No, it's finger blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah like. It's finger blood. <laughs> can we? I know that you wanted to say the thing, but can we say it's finger blood? Can that please be the name of this episode? <laughs> it's finger blood. I feel like it has to be Murphy Brown. But, it does uh, have to be Murphy Brown related because of the argument. But finger blood is pretty great. <laughs> it's not just finger blood. It's finger blood, which was the name of the worst metal band on the planet. Was it? No. Do you know not, where no. Finger, oh, I'm just. Okay. I'm just. Yeah. Making a bad joke uh, can, about can, can we, can it's we tell the a, worst Yelp review ever. Can we at least tell the story of where that came from so we don't yes. leave everybody hanging? <laughs> so we're going to Anaheim soon, right? For designer con. 
Um, so we were looking, we, Nate's got a hotel booked. Jeremy's got a hotel book. I've got a hotel book. Scott's got a hotel book. We're not even sure if we need four hotels at this point. So we were trying to decide which one's going to be the best one. Uh, one of our hotels had a re Yelp review where it talked about how they found blood on the sheets, but the person was very adamant that it was finger blood. Because <laughs> you can tell the difference. That's usually where like you find finger blood is on the sheets. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like at what point you're like, mm, mm hmm, mm hmm. That that for sure came from a finger. I, I my forensic brain tells me that blood came from their fingers. It was wishful thinking, like that yeah. story I told you guys a couple weeks ago when we were in Vegas. We got into Uber and the seat was wet, and I'm like, I'm sure they went to the pool. I'm sure they spilled water. It definitely wasn't pee. Yeah. Yeah, pain. exactly. That was, was the wish. Definitely one. finger blood. Yeah, that that finger blood actually came out of someone's anus. That's where that came from. Oh god. Well, <laughs> technically it's still finger blood. Yep. It was on a finger. A finger caused it. Like it's fine. Oh god. Yeah, don't forget your black light says casual. Great idea. All right. I don't think we're staying at that hotel, guys. Yeah. We'll be all right. All Let's right. Just... Are we done? Yeah. We're done. I think we've argued and gone off track enough. Take us away, Larry. Oh, yeah. So, good news. We had that podcast meeting earlier this week, and we've decided we're going to keep doing unboxing videos. Yay! Yay. So, if you're, if you're listening to this in our audio format, head over to stsguys.online to get uh, the sub up to our, our YouTube channel. For We'll record the podcast live, plus we'll have a lot of other great content coming. Uh, we'll have a lot of stuff from Tucson Comic Con. We'll have a lot of videos from designer cons, so you definitely don't want to miss that out. Um, so yeah, sub us up. Shout out again to Drew for supporting us on Patreon. You guys can be our patrons on Patreon too by going to patreon.com slash stsguys. After you do that, check us out on Instagram at stsguys. Check us out on Twitter at stsguys. We're on Facebook at the stsguys, and I am Larry from the stsguys. Super like a villain. Super mega fan. Of Murphy Brown. Just kidding. <laughs> All right. So for episode 57 of the STS guys, I have been Jeremy. Hey, hey, it's Larry. Hey, guys, it's been Nate. And I'm Scott. Who loves Murphy Brown. So much. I, so much. I, again, uh, me saying I'd watch it turned into me. It's my favorite fucking show, apparently. <laughs> I love you, Murphy Brown. I love Grandma. Candace <laughs> Cameron is so hot right now. Thanks to everybody who uh, stayed with us the whole time. We appreciate you going uh, on our little tangents with us. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a great Bye. night. Bye.
sit down.